Hello and welcome to the Midwest Mountain Sports Report, where the air is thin and the only coaster lakeshores. I'm your talking head, Jamie, and joining me for this week for the Sports Report is nobody. It's just me. This week we are doing a solo cast. My co-host Chad unfortunately had some uh, scheduling conflicts arise and he was unable to join me this week, but never fear. He'll be back next week for the Sports Report and we'll be giving you a more traditional episode at that point. But for now, it's just us, so pull up a chair and we'll get to know one each other, one another better, and also each other. This might be rough. Hang in there, everyone. We'll make it. So I think this will probably be a shorter episode, too. Just want to preface with that. Um, just easier with a buddy. Banter makes it better, sustains the show, but we'll do our best. So we started um, initially with a weekend recap, but I think what I'm going to do instead is... Um, just recap one thing from the weekend before, because it's kind of the middle of the week. And, you know, if any page in the newspaper ages the quickest and grows more stale, the fastest, it's the sports page. If that's not the first thing you read in the morning, it's going to be the most sated thing by the end of the day. So with that in mind, let's just recap the best game of the weekend and the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. And I'm, of course, talking about your Colorado Avalanche versus the Minnesota Wild. So that was Monday, uh, 2 o'clock during the game. It was a day game for one of the biggest rivalries in the NHL, as far as I'm concerned. And, oh boy, these teams do not like each other. And this is kind of the game I was waiting for. So um, it's been, I I wouldn't say it's been jovial or nice. It it never really is between these two teams, but this was the game that kind of reminded everyone um, why this rivalry exists why these teams are not fans of each other and why the fans can get a little contentious with one another. So the thing I found most interesting after the game, abs ended up winning. Thank you very much. Four to three in a shootout um, is going to the, and I don't recommend anyone does this. It's not great for your mental health, but um, I follow the avalanche subreddit on Reddit. So I was just kind of looking at their uh, game casting comments and then I hopped over to the Minnesota Wild Gamecasting Comments uh, subreddit to see what they had to say over there. And let me tell you, if there's one thing that uh, could explain um, the division, you know, when people always say, man, the state of the political world today, we just cannot, the left and the right, they they see different things. When a public uh, um, servant, the president, secretary of state, you know, a senator, whomever, gives an opinion or, you know, passes a bill. Um, they just cannot a- agree. We see the world differently left and right. And why is that? Why is that? I, I don't have the answer, but I will say that I do think it's something deeper than simply political ideology. I think there's something more human about that. And that could not have been more clear than looking at two different subreddits of the same game and realizing, wow, this was the same 2020, 20 plus overtime plus a shootout. I don't remember how long overtime is 20, 40, 60, 65 minutes plus shootouts, probably 70. So, probably we all watch the same 90 plus minutes of hockey. And yet, there could not have been two groups of people who saw things more differently. You know, it, it's like we were not even watching the same game. The penalties that arose, the hits, the goals, the goals that some believe didn't count. I, I say, you know, I'm, I'm referring to McKinnon's third goal and, um, you know, obviously being an avalanche fan, if your leg is completely into the net and the puck is somewhere in your pad, it's probably a goal just saying, but you know, it's, it's not hard to look at the wild subreddit and 
when you see that many people disagree with um, a call that vehemently, it's really hard not to, you know, to be intimidated by the sheer number of people and upvotes and likes. And it's really fascinating to see how uh, two different groups of people can watch the exact same game and come away with the exact different outcome. And it's really hard to play centrist with this. You know, it's like, it's really hard to say, yeah, you know, I mean, it was a rough game, but I did see, you know, that the abs maybe, yeah, maybe, you know what, that was a cross check to the face. All right, I'll give him that. But I don't want to say that, even if I know it to be true, because then am I betraying my franchise, my team, my fan base? Maybe a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's just a hockey game, unless you're going after the keeper. But we'll get to that later. So we will save that for the end of the show. And for anyone who watched the game, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So real quick, um, I'm going to jump over to the NFL. And I am going to look at the games coming up for the weekend. And we'll just do a quick pick of who I think is going to win, why that might be, and um, go from there. So for anyone who reads my blog, I was a Midwest Mountain Sports Report. Uh, dot, it's a weird URL. Hold on. I'll, I'll help you out. Dot home dot blog. I haven't paid for the URL yet, which is why it's so funky. They keep getting me to try to pay for it. One of these days I'm going to cave and I probably should cause that's a really hard URL to remember and share with others. Anyway, I picked all of the matchups last week and I was uh, perfect in all of my picks. I'm not going to brag too much about that because it was pretty chalky. I think the only underdog I picked was the 49ers, but so did the rest of the United States of America. So you know, that's that's not too surprising. Um, but for this week, we have two games Saturday, two games Sunday. And with the early game, it's the Bengals at the Tennessee Titans. Remember them? I do. So it's uh, unclear whether or not Derrick Henry is going to play. It seems to it seems as though he's, you know, prospects are high, at least from the chatter I hear from all the various sports media. Um so that's exciting. And Tennessee is absolutely a different team with Derrick Henry. And I do think they have the edge, um, especially now that we're in the playoffs. Game slows down a lot. Uh, traditionally, championship teams lean far more on their running backs than they have in the regular season. But, you know, Tennessee, more than any other team, is leaning on their running back in any other situation. So nothing but good things for them there. I, I mean, Burrow, that's not to take away any of the talent he has, but Tennessee has got the defensive chops and they've beaten Shoot, let's see how many of these playoff teams have they beaten this year. Um, Bills, they beat the Bills, they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Rams, um, they beat the Niners. So one, two, three, five, five. There's five right there. They've beaten five teams in the playoffs, and well, the Buccaneers preseason. Look out. So I don't know. Everyone's fading the Titans, and I can't help but mentally fade them a bit. And it doesn't help that we didn't see them play last week, but. Like I said, they've beaten damn near everyone else here except for Tampa Bay and Green Bay. So there's no reason to think that they absolutely can't win. However, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm picking Tennessee in spite of every reason and every suggestion pulling me away from that choice. Yeah, it'll be the Titans. All right, then over to the NFC. We have the 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. Remember them? I do. Remember Aaron Rodgers? Oh, yeah. Who's that? the MVP of the 2021 NFL season, probably we'll see. Um, and man, this is another one too, where the 
the Niners just they just kind of have it that uh, X factor that grit. Um, it, they seem like they want it more than almost any other team in here, except for maybe Buffalo. But, um, you know, I think Bosa is still out. He was concussed. I, I mean, if they're, if he starts, that's just a sheer dereliction of duty in regard to health, but I could understand why he might want to play. Um, definitely shouldn't with a head injury, but it, it is the NFL. So I mean, if he starts, I'm, I will not be surprised. So, um, that being said though, we still have Jimmy G on the other side of the ball through an inopportune pick last weekend, missed a wide open Brandon Ayuk, um, which I think led to a turnover on downs and, you know, they're going to Lambo. It's going to be cold. And I think there was another report that came out this week too, something about Jimmy G's hand, which I thought we were past, but not quite. So I, anytime you have a interception prone quarterback already has problems going into the game and a new report surfaces, that's not ideal. Um, so I'm going to pick the pack, but you know, we all love to see a green Bay playoffs collapse, which certainly could still be pending. Yeah. Just given the, the injury factor with the Niners, green Bay might be getting players back and the Niners are losing them at the wrong time. So that doesn't bode well. Um, now this is, uh, kind of a more selfish angle here. So what I did after winning the fantasy football championship was I bought two football cards with some of my winnings. And one of them is a Jimmy G rookie card. The other one is an AJ Dillon autograph rookie card. And the idea was to uh, flip one of them to, you know, pending a deep playoff run. So I feel pretty good that both of the guys I picked are facing off in this game, which means one of them will for sure be advancing next week to the NFC championship game. And I kind of hope it's the 49ers in that respect because I I want to keep the Dylan card. I'd rather flip the Jimmy G card, but we'll see what happens. All right, on to Sunday. Rams at the Bucks. So normally this would be a no-brainer pick with the Bucks, Tom Brady playoffs. Still really hard to say no to that, but I mean the Rams took care of business last week against the uh Cardinals and you know, recency bias notwithstanding, they still have a ton of talent on offense, ton of talent on defense, and uh Von Miller's no stranger to upsetting Tom Brady in the playoffs. So uh, that is definitely something to keep your eye on. Yeah, Godwin's still gone, um, but Evans looked great last week. Gronk looked great. I mean, you know, hard not to against the Eagles, but oh, am I really going to pick the Rams? Yikes. Nope, we're not. Tom Brady's in the playoffs. I <laughs> Don't be stupid. You know, it's, it's history. It's fate. He's going to win until he's not. I'm going with Tampa Bay. All right. And the premier matchup of the weekend, Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. And it really sucks that this is coming in the divisional playoffs and not the AFC championship. But that's uh, Kansas City's own fault for losing to the Bills in the first place. So here we are again. Um, again, recency bias notwithstanding. Buffalo looked incredible last week. One of the coldest games of the year. But you kind of have to wonder did Josh Allen get it all out of his system? I mean, he played literally a perfect game as far as that goes. Uh, really, really hard to do in baseball. Damn near impossible to do in football, but he did it against Bill Belichick. So is that going to happen again at Kansas City? Probably not. But, ah, man. And I think that the Chiefs, again, this is where my heart wants to go Buffalo. My head says go Kansas City. You know, he and Mahomes are pretty well matched. Um I'm not going to say who's more talented or, you know, I'm not going to play that game. That's a losing battle. And, 
you know, the, the arguments are fun. I will, I will concede that. But, um, I mean, how is it not Patrick Mahomes? He's got the hardware. So, you know, argument over, um, I just, yeah, Kansas city's weapons. They can do Travis Kelsey can create his own 15, 20 yards in the middle of the field for a first down, you know, Dawson Knox can't do that. Um, Jarek McKinnon looked incredible. Uh, seemed like Andy Reid may have been saving him for the playoffs all along. And while, uh, Devin Singletary looked amazing last week, I just, he has not been that guy the whole, the whole season. I, I really want it to be Buffalo. I really do. But I just, I think it's going to be Kansas city. I don't feel good about it, but I'm picking the chiefs. Ugh. All right. And that is it for the NFL. We'll see how we do. I can't wait to recap with Chad, kind of see where he was going. If I remember correctly, he felt pretty strongly about the Bengals. So I think he's got them coming out of the AFC and I don't want to speak for him. I, he's not picking the pack. I can tell you that I, I'm guessing he's going Niners. Um, I honestly don't know where he's leaning with the Bucks and the Rams and the Bills and the Chiefs. We'll have to recap next week. Can't wait. Um, all right. So that brings us to our final segment of the show. This freaking guy. And I tried to set it up earlier. So for those of you who did not watch the Avalanche versus the Wild, I think it was the second period. Um, let's see. Wild have the puck in the Avalanche zone and a play goes. I think it's behind the net. Jordan Greenway comes skating across uh, the crease. Kemper is in his crease. You can see the replay. He's in the blue. The blue is for the keeper. And Greenway just skates right into his head around the neck, right into his head around the back of the net. And, you know, Kemper crumbles like a wet paper towel and because he took a shot to the face. But Curtis McDermott, sweet hockey justice. There's a justice by the whistle. Two minutes for interfering. That, That was a pretty pretty soft call uh for a, that that's a major penalty in my in my book but uh, the, he only got a minor for goalie interference but uh, Curtis McDermott brought the justice of the ice as it were and beat the shit out of Jordan Greenway who's who's a tall man that's no easy feat so god i love it i love i love it when it comes to fisticuffs with a NHL rivalry this is great oh man I'm glad these teams are playing like this, but this, this freaking guy. So Jordan Greenway, like, all right, you used to play with Kemper, right? I mean, you guys, you had overlap. All right. He's the wild keeper. That That's your boy, man. What, what you couldn't score on him in practice. What? So you got it. You got him in the face across the crease in the net. No, this guy, this freaking guy, Jordan Greenway. He doesn't know where he's skating. All right. You know, he's not unlike, not unlike this Jason Zucker. Good riddance. Jason Zucker, this freaking guy, what he would do, he'd crease crash in the middle of the net. He couldn't score. He couldn't get what he liked. Couldn't, couldn't get it going. So what's he going to do? He's going to skate right into the goalie. This freaking guy, Jason Zucker, my God, yeah, Jordan Greenway. Yeah, you're doing real good this year, buddy. You got a nine points in a 28 games. This freaking guy, you, you know, you can't put the points up. What are you going to do? You're going to run into the keeper. Maybe he falls down. Maybe that's how you get the puck in the back of the net. Nine points. This freaking guy. And Darcy Kemper, this freaking guy. You play a third of the season. What, you made a glass guy? You made a glass? What, are you, are you a deep agent? You're going to come in and, and, and you're going to get concussed? Or do you still play for the Wild? This freaking guy. This freaking guy. Oh, my God. Bam, man, back in my day, you know, I, Patrick Waugh, 1998. Let me tell you what, back in my day. Our goalies were the enforcers. You know, center ice. This freaking guy, Patrick Waugh, come out and meet Chris Osgood. Jump the blues and meet Chris Osgood at the center ice. This freaking guy. So that was this freaking guy. I, I'm sorry, Darcy Kemper. I did not mean that. Head injuries are no joke. I hope he's okay. And I hope that Jordan Greenway gets fined for that hit. That being said, 
I'm glad it's getting chippy. I am so glad that the Avalanche have an enforcer. Curtis McDermott, where have you been all of my life? Oh, I hope we see the Wild in the playoffs. It's going to be fireworks and cannot wait to see. Uh, I think they have two more regular season games left. So, whoo, make sure that is appointment viewing. Don't miss it. And thank you, Joey. I would not have been able to watch that game without you. You're a Wild fan. I'm an Avalanche fan. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. We are still buddies and that is what matters <laughs> all right thank you for listening to this solo cast midwest mountain sports report chad i missed you it didn't feel right but i'm glad you'll be back next week and uh, thank you for listening everyone and thank you for joining us on the midwest mountain sports report where the air is thin and the only coasts or lake shores have a fun weekend enjoy the football and bye